0: This is the Optical Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Optical Success Academy and Seiko. Whether you call yourself an optometrist, an optician, or an optical practice owner, then wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It's me revealing everything I can to make you a more successful business owner. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here in our growing community. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is you're listening to this wherever you are. I'm just back from another trip to Orlando, which was a short trip, a 48-hour trip to Orlando Thursday, got back on Saturday, and I'm feeling the effects of a little bit of jet lag today. But um, yeah, these are the things I think you do when you're passionate about business, you Aren't afraid to jump on a plane, go to a seminar, go meet a coach, do whatever you need to do if you believe that it's going to help you move forward on your journey as a as a as a business owner. Uh, and that was the reason for my second trip to Orlando in a month. Um, I was going to meet with one of my coaches in the states, and I had a really good time. Um, but yeah, I wanted to do this podcast because one of the commitments I've made is to do these podcasts more frequently for you guys, and yeah, just be a resource and give you. More of what is going through my mind, what we're working on in my practice and things that will help you do the things you want to do in, in your practice. So what I've got for you today is I think you'll find interesting. It's behind the scenes of a team meeting at my practice, Jones & Co. Styling Opticians in Manchester. So I'm going to let you listen to a snippet of that. If the audio is not 100%, it's worth straining and listening to what exactly is going on in a team meeting in a practice like mine which is doing really well we're achieving great results we're a small team a small but mighty team and i'm hardly ever there so i the story is i go in to my practice uh every tuesday morning for the the main team meetings i then have uh other meetings afterwards with certain team members uh some of the team leaders but yeah once a week this is the this is the Hi, I run my business. So I'm in there. There's normally eight of us there, including myself. So eight people in the team. Catherine is there. Our manager, Gareth, is there. He's kind of one of the, the leaders on the team floor. Um, and what we're doing, dynamics of what we're doing right now is we're training two newer but very capable team members, two new dispensing opticians. But we're always training. And a lot of the time, we, it is covering the fundamentals. It is reminding ourselves... What we need to do, what we need to focus on, how we you know, how we act, how we solve problems, so really you'll get to hear how we communicate as a team. It's not all sunshine and roses. I think whenever you're running a team, people issues are always going to be there, and even just something as simple as running an effective team meeting takes work. There is a bit of debate, there is a bit of difference of opinions, all that kind of stuff is normal, and I think if you embrace that, you'll go far further. So the other big point is I'm aware whenever I'm in my practice for that limited time each week, I'm, I have to be shaping the culture in real time. Uh, and my, my team and certainly the leaders on the team need to be shaping our culture in real time every day through what we do and what we say and how we act. And we have to bring our core values to life. We have to be able to talk about problems without looking to blame people. We have to be comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. So that's something as a business owner you need to embrace. You need to get comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. We need to be able to fix negative issues in the practice without creating a whole negative energy in the team. So that's that's a challenge, and that's something that's always going to be a challenge. But how you do it is by getting comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. So the, the solution is not avoiding negative issues because you're afraid of creating a negative energy in the team, there's a skill that really starts with just knowing this is the only path to go. You have to get comfortable talking about traditionally uncomfortable things. And the more you do that as a team, and when your team kind of see that you're not out to look for blaming people, you're there basically to help make the team stronger and help us solve problems. You know, Your team will will come around to that. So you're going to hear... All of that, you're also maybe going to be a little bit, I don't know, relieved or reassured that there are problems in my practice. We're talking about things like we've lost some lenses, we've made silly errors and ordered the wrong prescription for somebody's lenses, those types of stupid things. And you'll hear about how we talk about it, how we deal with it. And yeah, I think you'll hear me go back and talk about core values a lot here and everywhere I talk about, but that's what I'm doing in my practice as well. So I'm always pointing back to, here's our core values, guys. We have, we have posters in the practice to remind the team of these are the core values we have, but the posters by themselves are, are pretty worthless. The value comes from pointing to them and talking about the, those core values day in and day out and letting those values guide your team in the way forward to solve any problem and Constantly repeating yourself about here's why, here's what it means, here's what the value is, here's how we need to do this. And so you'll hear me do that. And yeah, listen into how I get my team to speak up in meetings. So I don't end up with a team sitting there saying nothing because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. I'm kind of looking for clues. Um, I'm willing to get a bit of debate going. I'm willing to dig a little bit and find out, well, what do you mean? Why do you say that? Tell me more. So listen to how I get my team to talk listen to how we deal with mistakes how we learn from mistakes and hopefully you're not going to hear any kind of perfect team meeting i don't think that exists but you're going to get a, a bit of slice of uh, reality in terms of what we're doing in a practice that you know we're doing whatever 1.5 million last year very high dispense values average dispense values fifth, uh, well varies between 1200 and 1500 on a typical month Yeah, and it's a small team of people that aren't perfect. We're making mistakes, but our results are good. But why are our results good? It's because we're we're doing this every week and we're digging into it and we're talking about it and we're constantly uh, working at getting better. So dealing with all this stuff is really what running a team is all about. And on that note, we are fast approaching the staff training workshop, which is coming up in about eight weeks or so. So if you would like to get your team trained by me, And my team, this is your opportunity. In Manchester, once a year, we normally have about 100 staff from our members' practices, from our community's practices. And this is your opportunity to spend two and a half days with me and my team on stage being trained uh, live. And this is for your dispensing team, it's for your reception team, for optical assistants, for optometrists. Um, And every year we evolve it because every year my practice is evolving the focus is always going to be fundamentals, because like I said a moment ago, that's what it takes to run a business. You have to keep going over the fundamentals over and over and over. And you can't forget about that. And that's really what my job is in Optical Success Academy. It's not to constantly bring you new things and new tactics and new this and new that. It's to remind you of the things that you know that you should be doing that you're not doing as well as you could do. So that's really how I see my job is to provide a bit of an accountability, to be a guide, to remind people and remind you guys that this bit here that I've been talking about for 10 years, that's the bit that needs fixed. That's the bit that's going to you know, take you to the next level. So that is a big part of uh, what we're doing at the staff training workshop is working with your team directly on the fundamentals, how to dispense highest value frames and lenses, how to present Lens prices, how to present options, how to do an eyewear styling consultation, how to do an eyewear discovery conversation, how to select frames and select stock and inventory, how to work with niche eyewear, how to deliver world-class service, really breaking that down to, you know, this is what will make your customer, your client feel that wow sensation. This is what will make them want to go out of your practice and tell someone about you and recommend you. And as well as that, we give them the really the behind the scenes of how a small team is able to create world class results, um, how we run the business, the systems that we're using, how we, you know, we help them overcome the mental hurdles to working with you as the owner. Uh, We help them overcome their own mental hurdles about price and, you know, fear around that, fear around taking a bit more control when you're working with with patients and clients. Um, And it's basically a a really fun event. We always get amazing feedback. It's panels, workshops, role plays, Q&As, a really great environment for your staff to be surrounded by other staff, their peers that they don't get very often, and be able to connect because they're all dealing with the same issues uh, in their practices. And ultimately, we send them back with more excitement for their job, a renewed focus, On how they, as an individual, can help your practice grow and thrive, and just a clearer vision for where your practice is going, what it's all about, and how they can help. So that's coming up in June, Monday the nineteenth of June to Wednesday the twenty-first of June, and yeah. So email Karina if you haven't yet registered. I think we we're at about coming close to eighty places taken, so we got about twenty places left with eight weeks or so to go. So get in touch with Karina, and uh, you know we'd love to work with your staff and help move things along more quickly for for you and your practice. So without further ado, I'm going to let you listen in to this team meeting. I hope you enjoy it. It's probably worth listening to a couple of times. Maybe listen to it with your team and enjoy.
1: So lost lenses, obviously, just in terms of a couple of things we need to just be, I'm sure everyone is now aware of because we've been searching a high and low, but we need to be much more aware of what's going on, what things are, you know, taking an interest in things that are on the side or whatever. So the Lansbury's lenses have been reordered, um, but, you know, the lenses were here, it's recorded on the record that they were here, there's no denying it, they've not got lost in the course they've been lost from here, so we need to be really, really aware of that. Um, and then silly the iris. So
0: still... I to, just for me to jump in on that one. So what happened to the lenses? I so the, re- so the reason I ask okay. is it, fit, sitting here and thinking, oh, that's bad. I feel bad about we screwed up. I'm thinking, oh, I'll try harder. That's not specific enough to know well, what? Where, where, does, where do things go wrong. So... They've, def- they've been, thrown been thrown in the bin. <laughs> where, where would they've been, been, and where would they've been thrown in the bin? What do you think? So it has been checked out
2: back. So I yeah. think too many times what happens is, and this is why I keep I'd say, and I've said in the past, if we are getting a job out to check, you know, like you, if you're, if you're checking, you'll make sure that the job's complete and checked and away. So all too often you go around the back and there's a frame on the facimeter or I mean, it doesn't happen as recent as it used to do, but. There's, people get a record out which more often than not there's maybe a pair of lenses and a, a frame and you know, a couple of transit cases and it kind of all gets opened up and then all left on the side and then I think if they're just in that you know, mess of being checked in bit was up, there, have been, there was yeah, four orders not so
1: yeah. all at the same possible.
2: time but there was two already ready yeah. and then these other two so two and four were ready one and three have come in yeah. <clears throat> and then they've been bundled and, and yeah. been binned. So, so there've been a lot of, well this is it, there's a lot of paperwork. There's, there's four, four maybe three transit cases. There's we, we also get lens pouches back now. Yeah. So it's just it's getting one out at a time, being methodical about the the individual mm-hmm. frame jobs that you you check in and checking it off in full and not checking all four off and having all four and then casing all four. Mm-hmm. It's checking one, making sure that one is clean. Yeah. Making sure it's
0: away, making sure you it's ticked off on the thing. Yeah. So yeah, so I think yeah you have to to improve something, you need to figure out well, why has it gone wrong and and not just kind of shrugging your shoulders and saying, Oh well, you know, storage so it's just a bit complicated. You have to look at it through oh, how how do I control this? How do we work with the space we've got and that's why everything matters, like things like where do you open the post and where does that go and you know the order in which you do things. All matter, Um, because otherwise, this is what happens, and and uh, it's the 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 problems are inconvenience to the client, bad experience, even you know it's it's not good for the client, Uh, it's not good for you guys, stress running around, how much time and energy and negative stuff is going on because these lenses are lost. Oh my god. So dealing with that, and that just being a distraction, and then the financial cost of fixing it um, so it's understanding like all the details that we have and why we kind of pay attention to the details because if you don't you have to deal with this stuff far more frequently, and you always want to look for okay where where the spit's gone wrong, so we know what's happening, whether it's you know the way that we do the checking in, where we do it one at the time, not getting everything out, keeping things organized um, and then also double looking at a record as well. And I think part of it would be not thinking about who's this client. I'm only focused on this job and check it in what's the prescription versus look at the record and see, okay, so who is this lady? Uh, whatever her name is, jelly Okay, she's okay. She's been coming here for years. She's got three pairs. Okay, right. What she got? So, tail with this, that with that, this with that. Okay, cool. So, and I'm checking in these two and what's going on with this one? Is that one? And being curious enough to go and. See is that one on the list or where's that, or where would you So on that one, rather than just thinking, I'll check what's in front of me, check, there we go, done. You kinda of need to think of it as a client and paying attention there and it's just it's another pulse point. And part of it is knowing we want to wow a wow client, so you need to do that. And if, and that's also knowing the pain, if you don't do that and you miss something or you screw it up. You, the guys, that all have to pay for it. We have to pay for it as a business. You have to pay for it. The client has to pay for it. So it's just understanding the reason behind the details and also the awareness of stuff. So whenever, I don't do it as much now, but uh, I mean, when I'm in, I'm like, what's this? What is that? Why is it there? Who's dealing with it? Is it? Well, how long has it been there? And um, everything. Like I just even walking past the trolleys out there that aren't normally there, what are these here, why are they here? So it's being in tune for everything in the practice and not, it's too easy to think, oh, I didn't put them there, someone else, I don't know, Gareth, Jess, whoever, must be dealing with it, so as a a team grows, you need to be able to realize we all need to be communicating and speaking up and double checking, rather than thinking, I'll just throw these out or I'm not even, I'll help, I'll just tidy this up, or that frame, I don't know, it's been there four days. I think Catherine, maybe, Wednesday, well, I don't know. You, you kind of need to switch that on its head and be constantly, you know, it's that uh, when we talk about pilots and their communication, it's all, they don't just say, I assume that you've checked the fuel, because you always check the fuel. They, they don't rely, they, they're like, Field check? Yes, field check. What's the word? The kind of notifications where they're constantly, they have this chatter going that's, they're just confirming things and double checking things. And that's part of how they look after a lot of details. So I think just being, and, and everyone needs to do that, not just Gareth or Catherine or it, it kind of needs everybody to be able to say, what are these signs? What are these trolleys? Do you want me to move those or should you move those? And. So she's got four jobs, so are we sure this is all dealt with? Or, you know, so everybody embracing that is kind of what helps. So, so yeah. So it's, it's kind of understanding how to fix this stuff or understanding how things go wrong, rather than, oh, right, that's not good, OK, we'll try harder. And try harder isn't. That's, know, it doesn't help anybody. So we kind of need to know, well, what are the things that fix this, and let's make sure we do better at that. Okay,
2: I think aside from that point, I think we recently do better with that. I think the thing I would say is there's a lot of looking for permission to, you know, so do something as simple as put it on shall I put it on Slack and or shall I put on the to-do list? It's like if you've thought enough that that should probably be on Slack. Yeah. Put
0: it on Slack. Yeah, we kinda of need it's, everybody yeah. here using their heads and thinking and saying what you see and mm-hmm. not and what if you're not sure, do sure it. Because that's on. exactly what I do with you guys. I, if you said that on your first you know, six months in yes, put it on Slack, you bloody Egypt. Of course. Yeah, it's and that, But that's what gives you the confidence that, all right, OK, I need. it's up to me here. I need to do stuff. I need to take responsibility. And, and you can hand on that. So it's the whole passion and responsibility. What's, let's get the posters just for men, right? Top
2: posters. Anywhere? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, big, the big ones. Uh, <sighs> okay. Did they come off the wall?
1: Yeah. Maybe they have the
0: So I'm fine. i these aren't. For decoration. It's actually, in... you, don't, you don't really need me or anyone. This is basically telling you what to do. So, should I put this on Slack? Well, you have the, that's all it's pointing at you. You need to do something. No one else is going to speak up and say, what's this, what's that? Shall I double check? High energy perseverance, don't give up at the first hurdle. I said to Gareth about those trolleys two days ago, he hasn't touched them. What should I do? Should I mention it again? Yeah, well, don't forget the first title. Yeah, yeah, should I do that for you? Or what should we do together? Or what's up? Or, you know, it's being willing to do all that stuff. The results is focus on the results. We want to be wowing a client. We want to be, you know, well on the team. We want to, so it's just that energy about Yes, you, that's why you're here and why we need you. and um, So everybody just stepping up and doing that. and communicating, so not there's nothing on here that says ask for permission, wait, you know, make sure you check with somebody before you do anything, it's all about, you know, believe in yourself, do stuff, figure it out, don't give up the first hurdle, high energy. So that's uh, that's that point, but that's the answer to so many things that we talk about. And do like, well, Well, client's just walked in for a nose pad. I don't know if they have time to bring them across. Well figure it out. Like, don't give up the first word. It'll be friendly. Be upbeat. Bring them over. Have a seat. Let's do this. Let's make an experience. Let me get your record out. So it's kind of just that solutions kind of thinking. Okay. Um, and then the next part was errors on jobs. Do you want me to talk through this one? Yeah. Okay, so...
1: Just silly errors and
0: jobs, and obviously cast and appointments. Okay, so two things. One is so orders mixed up, order numbers mixed up on two orders, and then so basically wrong lenses going into wrong frames or whatever that leads to. So the so first of all, so put your hands up if you've screwed up an error, screwed up an order. Put the, who's put the wrong prescription in? Who's put a plus instead of a minus? Who's not double-checked a prescription and ordered something without transitions? Who has uh, ordered the old prescription instead of the current prescription? Who's ordered the wrong lenses for the wrong person? <laughs> They're all oh
1: the <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um, So, so. We know that what all the mistakes are that happen. So again, it's like, well, why do these things happen, and how do we solve it in a way to minimise it so it happens as little as possible? So, so this this these two mistakes, which again Scott picked it up and it was fixed. But again, it's just understanding we control all of this. So with these, <coughs> the the main reason that they happen is because of the order process. Is that, is that right? So it was basically putting multiple jobs. So similar to the checking in, it's putting multiple jobs on at the same time and not following the process. Is that right? Is that what we think for this one?
2: It's, it's the Yeah. This one was it's the, the incorrect number's been
0: written on. Yeah. So, number. how is that possible? Is my it's question. It's to, because we're doing two at the same time and we put slotting
2: things. Well, in this particular instance, I think it was just a error. We've put a two instead of a one. It was just a silly because they weren't for the same client. But that, what that's resulted okay. in is lenses for client A being sent for lenses with an order form yeah. lenses for client B. So we had to just do a bit of backpedaling and figure out, you know, it's just a silly,
0: literally somebody's put a two yeah. instead of a one. So, so again, the starting point is understanding the significance of all these things. So everything's significant because it's attached to a client and a client experience. And they're paying a lot of money to come here and, and you know, we pride ourselves on doing the best job we can. Um, and there's a big price to pay in terms of just stress and distraction for the team to have to deal with problems that are, you know, it's much nicer day when things go smoothly than you're spending your days dealing fixing problems that are self-inflicted. Uh, and then there's a financial cost. And so, again, it's knowing that because of all that crap that you have to deal with versus the desire to wow a client, and that's why we kind of follow processes and why we kind of figure things out and, and pay attention to the details. And then if something goes wrong, it's OK. But we want to make sure we learn from it so that it doesn't happen again. Um, and it's with with, it, with learning from it, it's not just, again, about, all oh, right, I'll try harder. It's not, it's not really about effort. Effort isn't really the, the uh, problem. It's about, are we doing things in the right? Does the system, does the system work? Um, And if the system works, it's figuring out, okay, which part did we not follow? And let's make sure that we're following the system. Not just for me as a person that made the mistake, but for the whole team, because sometimes it's a a sign if we'll actually, most people aren't following the system, and this is like the first signal that, okay, here's some problems that are appearing again. So anyway, this is why we have an order process. You write up the record card, first of all, so you know exactly what you have and what the clients ordered um, so that even if they leave within a few minutes, you're you you know you're not gonna forget transitions. You're not gonna, you've got a complete note on this is what we're doing. Yeah. Then you put it on optics, then you order the lenses, then you send it to the lab. So that's a one, two, three, four. It's not any other way you do this where I'm not gonna write up the order. I'm gonna put it on optics, I'm gonna order the lenses, then I'm gonna write up the order. That leads to all those mistakes we just talked about or I'm going to order the lenses, then I'm going to put it on objects, then I'm going, you know Every other order, every other sequence doesn't solve those problems. It still leaves you wide open to those mistakes happening. So it's just making sure you understand why the system works and why we need to do it. And, and then also collectively as a team, we're aware when well, we're, we're not following that system. It's realizing, OK, well, here's what you're kind of dicing with. You're dicing with dealing with a lot of crap and causing a lot of problems versus just take literally seconds longer to get it right and do it the right way and be disciplined about following the systems. Um, it's also okay as well
2: as to, if you realise in those moments, you know, that we
0: have
2: to make you click send and then think, oh crap, I've not put transitions on that. It's not a case of someone else can do that we can catch it, we can capture it there yeah. and deal with it. And well, does that ever happen? Well, I don't, I, I'm not saying it happened in this instance, but the number was caught in terms of the 2B. Yeah. So we'd, we'd ordered it with the wrong number, then realised yeah. that, all oh, right, well, that's fine, and then I'll look good I'm not saying that that didn't happen
0: in this yeah. instance, but... Well, does it ever happen, do you think?
2: I think it can. I, I think it, it has does, And that's, that's
0: like, like the... I, I think it has in the past. We were to do here, like we're...
2: I think it has in the past. I think it's just, yeah. all, you know, I'm, I'm not saying on a massive scale, I'm just mm-hmm. saying if it does it's, it's easier to capture it in that moment if we can do something about it there and then
0: yeah. it doesn't have to be well anytime, you should be looking for problems our job is mm-hmm. to solve problems so hiding problems, walking past them turning a blind eye yeah. is the 100% opposite of what we're here to be doing any problem we want to know about it so we can fix it and now a word from our sponsor Hi, Connor Heaney here In 2017, after feeling frustrated and underappreciated by our previous lens supplier, my practice started working with Seiko as our primary lens company and we haven't looked back. The Seiko team are a joy to work with, they are extremely helpful and flexible to our needs, which means we can provide far better service to our clients at Jones & Co styling opticians. Our patients are delighted with the quality of vision they get from their Seiko lenses and for over four years now it's been an excellent and profitable partnership seiko for my practice i can't recommend them highly enough to receive a seiko information pack including a special lens offer for podcast listeners send an email to infouk at seikovision.com with the subject podcast find out how seiko can help your practice the same way they help mine send an email to infouk at seikovision.com with the subject podcast So um, so yeah, it's understanding how the process works. I guess with this, if there's multiple orders, it's making sure that the process one
1: at a time. Yeah,
0: so write up one the order. record for each thing. The record should be written up so you know because the client's there. Here's exactly everything we're doing. Um, then you put it on optics, and I don't know what the exact process is there. But you need just to be thinking if there's multiple things. Let me double check using Paul's points, anytime you order something, anytime you type in a prescription, anytime you book an appointment, anytime you open a record on optics, anytime you do a bit of filing, all of those things, it's understanding if I rush here, it's going to cause you know far bigger problems for me and for other people down the line versus I, I need to concentrate and double check. And double check is basically, let me see, does that match that? Yeah, am I sure? Let me check again. Does that match that? Okay, yeah, that's good.
2: I think as well asking asking someone else to double check is, is yeah. a good thing, you know, especially when you know you're ordering one seven six. Well, if there's an opportunity, I don't think there's anything to be lost in doing that. If there's a, you know, if, like, just yesterday was free, I was ordering two pairs of one seven six Rezona Lutina, one of them tinted.
0: This, thing, you know, the Lutina tinted ones is two hundred pounds worth the lenses. I know, but you need a, none of this is about double. doubting yourself. It's just understanding oh. that. When there's a lot of details and when you're in a busy environment, it's easy to miss things. So it's easy to make these mistakes. So all and you do is It doesn't have many times we make mistakes that we went to the
1: effort of yeah. making the checklist. So it's and putting the mm-hmm. process together in the first place. It was because of the fact that we've lived through every type of mistake fourteen times before.
0: Yeah. So and it's simple. So it's, you have to trust yourself and believe in yourself. Turning it into oh, I need to get someone to check my thing because I, I might make a mistake. That's a complete opposite of it's like it's understanding it's not about a person it's about it's complicated there's lots of little details so i'm going to double check and make sure um and then yeah if there was something completely out of the ordinary that you want someone to double check then yeah you can do that but it's not it's, this is really simple stuff I when i was at school i beside a guy who he was forever Leaving like a book behind in the last class or has left his school bag or his coat and I've spent half my life carrying his crap from here Gareth I forgot this in the last class oh well, I always forget that how do you never forget anything and I'm like well when I get up I look and if there's nothing there I walk on if there's something there I'm like oh let me grab my thing so it's like well I would forget stuff too if I didn't double check I just look glance and I'm done It's so it's but the difference in results is chaos and mistakes and forgetfulness versus everything just kind of goes quite smoothly. And what's the kind of energy or investment in doing that? There's nothing. I'm kind of walking away on a glance, and most of the time there's nothing there. So it's understanding the double checking thing is not something to get. It's not like I'm going to. Get up and look on her. Gareth, can you check my seat? I've had a look, and it doesn't look like I'm leaving anything behind. But if you could check for me before I leave, it's like it's like we don't have to go to the complete opposite, but equally, it's not. I'll just walk away. You kind of it's the middle ground, which is have you know, look, and then if it is something that's a bit more complicated or a bit more complex, then yeah, you might ask someone to to help you. Um, but most of it's pretty simple, and then the other thing with mistakes, and yes, so all these things are the same thing. It's so booking an appointment under the wrong name, uh, putting the wrong order in the lens, putting the wrong prescription, and it's it's just knowing I need to double check and take a pause. Pause point there. Um, but then, how you feel about mistakes is uh, well, what's our thoughts on mistakes? Yes so so again, what to say on our, our little values poster Mistakes make you smarter so you make a mistake, I learn something and if, you don't, if it hasn't made you smarter, that's why I'm saying don't just say, oh try harder next time that doesn't make you smarter because it's not a matter of trying it's a matter of knowing how to do something so that's why we're looking for what part of the system is going wrong, what part did we not follow, or what part isn't quite working anymore. So it's like, don't blame anybody, explore and find solutions. Um, so that's what we're doing. Okay, so let's explore, that's how we find solutions so that this isn't going to keep happening. Uh, anything that's hard, makes you stronger, feedback's how you grow, and yeah, getting better is, is what we're doing all the time. So. So again, it doesn't really matter when it happens from the grand. It's like, something goes right and works out, great. Something goes wrong when we learn something, great. It's like, who cares? It's like, as long as we're learning and improving. Um, so how you think about mistakes is a really big one. So how not to think about mistakes is, oh my god, I feel really bad. I'm just going to try harder next time. That's not helpful. Or I have made a mistake. I can't trust myself, I can't believe myself, I'm gonna get someone to double check everything I do. Or I've made a mistake, I'm gonna now pull back and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that anymore because I made a mistake last time. So you better do this, Jess, because last time I screwed it up. Or it's not um, you know, there's nothing negative about it. It's it's not well, let me try and hide this mistake because I've screwed up it, all the all the kind of learning and improvement is about. Okay, I've made a mistake, that's how I learned, let's move forward. You know, what's the specifics that's gonna help us as a team? And I just believe in that. And you know, there's no there's no negative the, the long term is positive if you look at it in that way, versus if you if you kinda of shrink from mistakes, which a lot of people do, the long term is is negative. So so that's why these kind of details matter and why we're talking about something that really didn't even cause a problem and that was picked up. Or why we're talking about, oh, yeah, we had to fix four appointments and change it. It's like, well, it didn't really cause massive issues. But the reason we focus on it is because it's understanding the principles at play and if we're the kind of place where here's how we, you know, take care of details to wow clients Minimize mistakes makes everybody's day go easier. And then when mistakes happen, we learn from it so that we're improving, not so that it, those things continue to happen. All right, any other uh, comments on pulse points or any of those kind of items? Any reason why we think that happening? And it's not a, a, a lot, but you think it's happening more frequently or anything going on we think? We need to be aware of it for that. What do you think? Do you I think
1: genu- generally there always just seems to be they come in clusters. I don't know why that happens to be, but it <laughs> seems to be that these things come in, in a little bit of a cluster, you get a flurry of three or four little things mm. and then things go okay for a while and then there's a flurry of... I
2: think we're quick to say the sentiment. So if it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. And... You can guarantee that if there's one error with a job or a client or a problem, there's then an additional one, or then an additional one. I think that can be because of how we've dealt with problem, if you want to say problem, problem number one or issue number one. We kind of you know, quickly, quick to react and jerk something, and rather than thinking methodically about how we put it right and how we do it and how we fix it, and, you know, that thankfully that hasn't happened recently. But we do say that, don't we? You know, if it goes wrong. You know, we get a problem with the lens and then suddenly you notice a chip on the frame and then you know the job goes missing and it just, yeah, it can escalate. So, it's a postal strike. a
1: postal strike. yeah, so, um, there. to, yeah, so mm-hmm.
2: just, just mm-hmm. making yeah. sure yeah. that we look at the whole picture. And,
0: um, yeah. yeah. And, and well. the root of all this is how you think about mistakes and problems. So I kind of think about my work and my life as I have to solve problems. That's all I do all day long. Here's a problem and, you, you know, you... you you can do that far easier if you're like, okay, here's the problem. Let's solve it. Let's solve it properly. Not, all right. What's the quickest way to deal this and get this off my plate? Not, all right. How do I hide this? Or I could kind of half solve this problem and hope that nobody's going to see this, or maybe the client won't notice that, or you know. So that you're far better if you just dive into it and say, okay, let's see exactly what this thing is. Let's look at it from a few different perspectives. And now, here, let's solve it and move on. And then, if the second problem comes along. Well, I've done the best I can to this point. Now let's deal with this second problem. So it's really looking at this positively and uh, not being afraid.
2: I think that runs through. The, the, I think the, the reason that that happens, this is just my opinion, is that all too often here, um, jobs or tasks or things are looked at as a collective. You know, so we don't. If you think about the check-in as oh, there's ten jobs to check, and okay, one of them's right, so as a percent, uh, one of them's wrong. So as a percentage, that's actually quite small. But actually, we should be thinking about an individual client and the client relationship, and that runs kind of right through everything from like we've always said, the collection, the fitting. I think it's easy to just think, oh, we've got four, four fittings in today. Let's just play through them as yeah. you know, as jobs, as tasks. And mm-hmm. and then things fall down. We've noticed that recently we haven't been talking about the, the VIP cards correctly because it's, you know, it might be the third of four collections that you're doing that day. So the interaction falls mm-hmm. down. And, and so these are for you, and, you know, talk about the chocolates. And so it, it, it's getting back to that individual This is a client. This is a relationship. As you, you know, you said when I started in day one, it's not anything you pick up to do. It's not you you pick up the phone. It might be the nineteenth phone call you've had, but it's that client's individual interaction with us and with you, and Mm -hmm. that's why it needs to be kind of perfect. And yeah, I'm guilty of that as well. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm pulling. Now I think we all are on busy days. It just kind of rolls
0: into one. It has to be focused on like our whole business is about the individual client. Yeah. As if that was the only client we had and that was yeah. our only task. And that goes back to everything we do from do you remember the first in your first week and I was doing our exams and you <clears throat> came through and said, to you, your next one's here <laughs> and I stopped you and you try to say, No, no, no. no, no. Holding holding eight thousand pounds of friends at a time. It's <laughs> not your next one. It's whatever the client's name is, and who is this client? Have I seen her before? How long have they been coming for? And is she okay? Is she friendly? And have she been checked in? Is she been looked after? So it's, it's that's when they're arriving for an eye exam. If it's a job that's on the order list, and it's not just a number, it's a who is that? Oh, that's that client. And so it's always knowing the, the, the person behind it and the individual, and and that goes right through everything we do. If, it, if we spoke about a few minutes ago with people coming in for an adjustment or a nose pad you need to get beyond okay I can put a nose pad on that to who is this person let me get the record out make sure I know who they are give them a nice experience make sure you know you have an appropriate conversation with them slow it down a little bit so they enjoy it most people aren't expecting to be treated in that way because most service you get anywhere is just get you in and out, whatever I need to do to get rid of you because you're a problem and an inconvenience or at best you're just, just another customer versus whenever somebody takes the time to be interested it's, uh, it's a far vastly superior experience and it leads to better results as well because we can help the client more by being interested and in taking time to, to serve them properly. Okay, so let's move on. Thank you for listening to the Optical Entrepreneur podcast. If you're brand new to our world, head over to opticalsuccessacademy.com where you can get started with my special report, the nine keys that unlock the hidden profits in your practice. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to my team, at info at and tell us exactly what you're looking for. You'll find all this information in the show notes. And if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. Until next time, make it a great month.